Oh my god. Week 5 is over and the Giants got killed yet again. <laughs> uh, it's really funny. Just another Sunday of football where the Giants get their asses kicked and the offensive line gets yelled at once again. What is up everybody? Welcome, welcome, welcome. A beautiful Monday here at the All Day Everyday Show. Week 5 of the NFL season is done and that means week 5 NFL reactions is here. If you are watching on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe so you don't miss out on any new podcasts and reaction shows throughout the NFL season. Apple Podcasts and Spotify listeners, we do appreciate you, we love you, and we respect you. Drop those ratings. We never will forget about those loyal people out there that are listening every week on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Big week of football. Let's get right into it. Uh, we do cover the hour teams to start, so we're going to start with the Eagles here. Uh, big win against the Rams, 23-14. to Jalen Hurts did have that interception. Bad throw. I was texting Manny yesterday about the, uh, the inaccuracy from Jalen Hurts this season. But, again, he's able to get wins. This Eagles defense is absolutely incredible. Let's talk, we always talk about the offensive line with this, de- with this Eagles team, but let's start putting some more respect on that defensive front, putting a lot of pressure on Matt Stafford late. Eagles get a big win here, 23-14. Yeah, I mean, there were a lot of people thinking we were going to lose this game. Yeah, A lot of people thinking we were going to cover this game. Won't name names. Couple of my buddies actually placed bets like on the LA Rams. I just couldn't believe some of the shit I was seeing on Sunday. Like, come on, guys. Like, do we know who we're dealing? This is we are in the golden area of Philadelphia Eagles football, at least since I've came come out the womb. You know what I'm saying? This team, it's something about like the team. Some teams, like it's like I don't want to compare them to like a Patriots, but like like some teams you just know got you. Like when the when the Chiefs were in their primes with Pat Mahomes, like you just knew whatever happened, like they just got you. Like yes, we got robbed. Yes, we lost Super Bowl last year. Like yes, some shit happened, but it's very, very, very impressive that this team had the run they had last year to start off after a very disappointing Super Bowl loss to start off five and zero and winning tough, close, gritty games. Like I say, week in and week out, and we see how the NFL goes week to week. Teams like the Cowboys that people were trying to say we're way over us or, or evening out and teams like the 49ers i will give them credit are looking like that they, they might be even a little better than us this year but who knows like i i think we're better than the 49ers but from what they're showing they look unbelievable but the birds just keep being the birds and we're chopping down teams that come in our way jalen hurts is putting up 372 yards of total offense and two touchdowns and people like you still try to find things to nitpick which is okay I let people have their opinions, but the birds are the birds. Well, you got a fun four weeks coming up next month of football for the Philadelphia Eagles in New York against the Jets. Oh, my bad, Jalen Carter. You're also a top three D tackle in the league already. <laughs> Bro, he's getting double team every snap, and he's beating the double team. And if he gets single team, someone's on their face. Like, right. not not their back. I'm talking about their face. He's just grabbing them and putting them down. He is a top three D tackle, and it's insane how we just recycle. Like, since 2017, we've always had a top five D line in the league. It's just insane. Eagles schedule is two, getting... Uh, very interesting in the next month. Obviously, I'm not going to talk about what we're seeing in the month of November with the Dallas Cowboys, Kansas City Chiefs, Buffalo Bills, and uh, San Francisco 49ers. But the next month of football for the Eagles consists of the Jets in New York, home against Miami on Sunday night football, and then in Washington, and then home against Dallas. So big divisional games there. A fun, what's going to be a fun game, home against the Dolphins, where I think they're going to murder them at, uh, at nighttime at the link. Um, and then we'll see what, what Robert Sala can, we'll can do we'll competitively. Week week. I like that. how we've had uh, – I just I just like how we've had – we've always been tested every week. Like every some part of our game, some part of our team has been tested every week, and I can't say the same about some of these other teams that will end up in the playoffs, and I just like that for the birds. 
Let's move to the Giants here. The Giants in Miami, they lose yet another game where I did say minus 10.5 was the best bet of the week. And even went up to 12 and a half, and they still covered that. So 31-16, Dolphins got a big win there. Devon Achan with an absolute outstanding game. It wouldn't have been that good if he didn't have that 76-yarder, but goes to show the speed, uh, the offensive line from the Dolphins, and Tyreek Hill's quickness as well, that big 69-yarder. Um, things to note here is Daniel Jones is now hurt with that same re uh, injuring that same neck injury that he had the procedure done on. And I want to read a couple stats here from uh, ESPN's New York reporter, Jordan Rain in here. 18 sacks allowed over the last two games is most by any team in a two-game span since the 1986 Eagles. The Giants have also let up uh, 28 sacks in the first five games of the season, which is just incredible when we're sitting here talking about that it, this is all Daniel Jones' fault. Uh, another one here from Jordan. Daniel Jones pressured on 44% of dropbacks on Sunday. Uh, he's been pressured 81 times this season, which is the third most by any player through five games since ESPN began tracking pressures in 09. We look at what happened last week and what Evan Neal said about about the, the Giants fan base and how he got shelled. Now we're looking at some of the plays where I even sent you that clip. What are we doing, Evan Neal? I mean, it's like... We, we're taking a hop, skip, and a jump away from doing our job uh, in that play where another blindside block comes in uh, and a blindside sack on Daniel Jones' side. This team is in is in just utter danger of a complete embarrassment of a season and a waste of a season. We talk about the Vikings and the Giants from last year when they were able to get to the wild card game, able to make the playoffs. Everyone's saying, oh, you know, it was just luck. It was just luck of the draw with the schedule, but they, they did fight hard, but it was just luck of the draw. Well... Maybe those people were right because now we're still looking at the Vikings and the Giants in similar situations, one in four after five, and it's only going to get worse for the Giants as they head to Buffalo uh, next Sunday night. Just an, just an awful performance, and, and I don't know how to feel as a Giants fan um, with this, this schedule remaining and why even bring Saquon back at this point, honestly. I feel like you should just want to sell everything. I don't know why you want anyone back. I wouldn't want I, – I, for the sake of Saquon's career, for the sake of Daniel Jones' career, for the sake of Brian Dable's coaching pedigree – they should just all be allowed to move on and go to another location. It's, it's, and just restart, it's bro. It's not. It's not. They don't deserve this. It's not gonna. It's not fun being the Giants. Nah, fan. they don't um, want. They don't want to play football. Evan Neal isn't that bad. Like he just didn't want to block. Like, yeah, like it's. It's not. It's out. not even about. Like they just. It's a disgusting situation. I'll be surprised if you guys win four games at this point. I'll be surprised if you guys don't have a top five pick in the draft, which should be good. But I will just scrap this. It's fucking And everybody bad. has to get off the whole Caleb Williams to the Giants train because it just, that, it just doesn't make sense. It's not going to go away the more I lose it's games. It's not going to go away when they lose games, but it doesn't make sense. You can't be saying that when they just paid Daniel Jones $160 million. Maybe, I was just saying before we got started, maybe that 160 should have went to the line. I didn't think they were gonna. It, this line was going to be as bad as it is, and it's just bad for guys like Saquon and guys like Daniel Jones that are the ones that are taking the, the, the brunt of it. I think the Saquon injury just deflated the season. Yeah, and then now Daniel Jones has to do it all himself yeah. to to even reach the line of scrimmage to save sacks. I mean, again, just another another week of sacks for this offensive line. Let's head over to Thursday night game, which everybody thought was going to be uh, like the worst game of all time on Thursday primetime, but the Bears put up a 40-piece back from DJ Moore's Three touchdown game, and they win this one 40 to 20. Justin Fields, DJ Moore highlights there. Wow, I mean, some excitement here. 
Yeah, I, I guess it was still pretty shit. Like they just got fucking shelled. Like <laughs> yeah. I just, but I was shocked the Commanders came out this this fucking late at home. Thursday night football season that they've been having, but I I think just with that young of your QB, their defense is still pretty young, even though they have some big key name guys on that defense. They're gonna be up and down. It was really nice to see Justin Fields snap on a primetime game, national TV game. DJ Moore two hundred something. How much did he have? Two thirty. Two thirty. Bro. Like who cashed on the DJ Moore props? How much money is in your Fanduel? And can you loan me some? <laughs> Actually, no, no. Fuck Fanduel because Fanduel even got the odds for real. But I did see some people going crazy on Sunday. We can get to that later. But yeah, yeah. Huge game for the Bears. You already know what the season's going to be, but it's good to see people be able to see that Justin Fields can actually play football. And the shit that I'll be talking on this podcast isn't just me spewing out of my mouth. Like, I, we all have seen this guy play good football. It's, it's there. He's in another Daniel Jones-esque, Sa- Saquon Barkley-esque situation. So we'll take the good weeks with the bad. But it was a good week for Justin Fields, I, and we'll take that. I really just don't think that the Bears were – that everybody expected the Bears to put up 40. No. Um. So that was crazy in itself. But also, when we're looking at the Commanders – they just coming off a, a great game against the Eagles that was winnable for them that should have even got to that point. And then you go back home against the Bears team where it's like, dude, they have, they're winless, just win. they're lost, and the complete, absolute opposite happened, uh, which I, I was not expecting at all. Over to our international series in London yesterday morning where I did have the Bills minus five and a half. Bills and Jags, and Bills lose this one 25-20, Travis Etienne. Big, big game. It's funny that how incorrect I was, and Manny had the right read. I was saying that, oh, everyone's going to say, oh, it, it should be it's it, that the line is only minus 5.5 or the spread's only minus 5.5 because of the travel. And that's bullshit because the Bills are the way better team. It should be way higher than this. That's all I was saying on Thursday when we're previewing these games. And that's pretty much what happened. Travel, they didn't look good. They were an absolute just unreal slow start for the Bills. And... The Jacks took advantage. Defense played great, forced some turnovers, and uh, and that offense looked a lot better than we thought. Calvin Ridley getting in the mix, Christian Kirk getting in the mix, like I said, Travis Etienne getting in the mix, and Trevor Lawrence is is starting to be a real, real leader on this team. Jags win this one, twenty-five twenty. Yeah, T Law made some fucking big dick top premier plays. The one that Calvin Ridley on the fade in the fourth quarter was one that stands out. It, I mean, listen, I genuinely feel bad for the Buffalo Bills in the situation. Like, first of all, this is a playoff game. We got to travel to London, play at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. We come out of this game with a plethora of injuries. I don't know if you saw the injury report, but it, like, it, it's not like Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. But enough injuries in enough places to where this is a type of loss that could just fuck our season. Like, yeah. we had to go over here, play these guys who played here, practiced here, stayed here for two weeks. Uh, lose a close game, rest for on some weird shit in the fourth quarter. Don't know if you've st- got any win of that, but I just kind of actually feel bad for the Bills. It's a very good win for the Jags to get back on track. Like I said, T-Law is making some plays. ETN's growing to his own. This Jags team is okay. They will be up and down, but they're going to win that division. They're going to be in the playoffs, and it's good to be able to see them win games like this. It's a little fluky out in London. Would love to see this one in New Isle, but good for the Jazz getting a dub. I do really do. I, I do feel bad for the Bills. I think in about five, six, seven weeks' time, we're going to be coming out back to this game with all the injuries they're going to be having for coming out of the stadium. You're like, damn, they might have got cost this year. Well, the other thing that sucks for the Bills there is that's, you know, that's a wasted home game. It's waste. You know, so that sucks for, for the team and obviously the fans. But I'd say more on the team that we got to travel all the way out there. We're fatigued. It was a long week. We're going out there late. We're getting there on Thursday. And if people, you know, we're talking about the London games and the overseas games. We're we're talking this week that the Ravens, 
they flew out this morning on Monday because they want to be prepared all week staying there. So it's just it, it really is something more to think about and talk about the travel for these teams to get out there and prep all week. When most teams are getting out there on Thursday and you got Friday and Saturday to really prep before the game. Um, so yeah, tough for the bills. When you look at it like that, that's a waste of a home game where if this game is played in Buffalo, they probably easily cover yeah, five and a half. And they or if they lose, half. they probably just don't come out the game with like eight injuries. Like it's just tough. Man. Right. Uh, okay, let's go over to the Falcons and the Texans in the ATL where I had the Texans' money line. C.J. Stroud cannot get the job done. Walk-off field goal by Mr. Koo. Youngo Koo, 21-19. Falcons take this one. And the Falcons are going to keep this South interesting as long as they can no. continue to win at home. Which they haven't lost at Mercedes-Benz yet. And Desmond Ritter, as much as I've been against him on this podcast sometimes, he has looked like literally one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL in the fourth quarter. Every single fourth <laughs> quarter, he, he – I can't lie. Every single fourth quarter this year, he has shown up, and at least when they've lost, made them competitive, made some plays. When they win, he's been – looked spectacular. This game specifically, it wasn't as much the, – the, the carries between B. John and Tyler Algier were a little more split, which I like because I want them to kind of conserve B. John's body, especially with a guy like Algier behind him. And you have Kyle Pitts and Drake London, and this was a game where they finally both got, I think, 10 targets apiece. Desmond Ritter looked a lot better. This is a really good win to build on if you're a Falcons fan. I don't want to be too worried if you're if you're Houston. I mean, you come off two big wins, going to Atlanta where they're 2-0, a lot of weapons. Eh, probably going to lose that game. Houston's fine. Atlanta's fine. Good dose from all my South contenders. Let's keep fucking pushing. I need I need the uh, the Saints. We're going to get to the Saints, but I need oh, the Saints to, to win this division for this, I forgot uh, about the that. future bet. I forgot about that. So Desmond Ritter and the boys, you got to chill Relax. out a little bit. Yeah, All right, yeah. Artie Smith, tell the guys to calm down because <laughs> I didn't think the Falcons were going to be in this situation after five weeks of the season. <laughs> over to Detroit in a big, big win over the now 0-5 Panthers, 42-24. to We got to put some respect on this Lions team. Did any of you think that the Lions are going to be 4-1 after five weeks of football? Because I don't know if I did. But a 42-24 blowout of the Panthers says otherwise. It's also, I mean, Lions are just going to be a sneaky, sneaky, sneaky good team all year. That Chiefs win earlier in the season is going to come back to not be a fluke. I think they're going to make the playoffs with the winning of the division and probably take somebody out in the first round and be a little underdog cash. But this is a big win for them because it didn't have Amon Ra, no Jameer Gibbs, still be able to win big. Obviously, it's the Panthers. And... The question that's looming large right now, is Bryce Young physically able to play quarterback in the NFL? Is he too small? Can he read? Can he see at the time? I think he'll be fine. I think he might be one of the players that's going to take him a couple years to really adjust because it's a whole different game. I mean, it was a whole different game for him going to college, but he's having a little bit of trouble adjusting. I would just say with the turnovers. It's crazy to see Adam Thielen have big weeks literally every single week with the Panthers. I guess he's a, his security blanket, and we need to be hammering his props every single week. Yeah, I had him, I think, two weeks ago for over four and a half receptions, but like I think it's an every week thing. What the fuck are we doing? Good enough for the Lions, though. I need to see Bryce Young. Like We just got to be – as long as he can take care of the ball, I won't raise that question. But some of the picks just make me think, did he see that guy? Like, is it – and it's, it's a little concerning. Lions are, are on a – three of their next four games will be on the road – in Tampa Bay, in Baltimore, back home against the Raiders, then in L.A. against the Chargers. That'll be a fun little stretch for them they where we could get... possibly see at least another two for them. Yeah, they got to get two. They got to get two, which I would I would assume if I had to pick two there, Tampa Bay and uh, and Vegas, right? Yeah. And then you, you would – That Chargers game, they could just – I mean, the Chargers – Chargers lines over, first of all, second of all. Someone's going to hand someone that game. I don't know who's going to do it, but that's a game I can't wait to talk about on that reaction show that week. 
Yeah. In SoFi 2, yeah, someone's going to get handed that game. The Lions is crazy. <laughs> Uh, good to see the Motor City with a hot start. They're fired They're up. Shout out my Uncle Mikey. <laughs> yeah, baby. Uh, okay, Titans and Colts. The Colts win this one 23-16. Number 10, Gardner Minshew takes over for the injured Anthony Richardson. And they get the job done. He got the, the hyped-up uh, post-game speech to the, uh, to the team. Gardner Minshew will most likely be the QB1 moving forward as we kind of dive into what they're going to do with Anthony Richardson, the shoulder injury, grade three, what that means for this team. But right now, a big win over the Titans, and they keep the mojo high after losing their 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 first-round pick. Yeah, I, I, I'm so happy. I haven't had money invested into a single Titans game this year, but I, how do you even predict what they're going to do? I guess 0-3 away is, is, a, is a tall tale sign, but holy shit, they guys got to find some semblance of consistency in that building. With the Colts, we have our quarterback who got injured week one, right? Not injured, but hurt week one, banged up, nicked up. A couple weeks later, he's banged up, nicked up, he, missing he games, concussion. concussions. You know what I'm saying? That's problems. And we, we still see, like, design runs where there's no – this could be the player. I'm not just putting this on the coaches. But this guy is in a lot of positions to take a lot of fucking hits as a rookie. And it's, he's already banged up. And the team is in actually – as constructed, the Colts could make the playoffs. I'm, that's not too far-fetched to say how they played with Anthony Richardson. I just think it's – I love you, Shane, but I think it's a mishandlement of your of your prospect. Like, I don't think you should be putting him in harm's way off the injuries like this. Maybe at first, testing out the wheels, what do we have, what can we do. Then that first concussion, I would have been like, all right, let's dial it back a little bit. That hit that he took, on it was like a read option. and This could be on him, too. He could have dove, could have did a Lamar Jackson dive, could have maybe did the Jalen Hurts cover-up where you don't take the hit and you kind of just ride down with the defense. A lot to learn from this Colts team, but we got to keep that guy healthy because there's did, way too much talent. What did Trevor Lawrence say to Richardson after they played each other? Right. You got to not be taking these hits. Right, yeah, it, exactly. It's different in the league now, which you'll get used to. And, and, you he, see, and he was getting smoked. He ran. I mean, it, it, when you he got cracked, it was like a four or five-yard run, something like that, and he gets cracked right in the shoulder. And immediately when he's going down, he's already saying, like, yeah. look, I, like something's wrong. And that's throwing shoulder. They think it's a grade three AC joint, which is not nice. Like, it's just not good for your, for your – and he looks – I was a little skeptical. I was a, I'm a fan, but I was skeptical of how he could be. But he looked like he had command of that locker room, and he looked pretty good. So, if you're the Titans, like honestly, who in the fuck is talking about the Tennessee Titans this year? <laughs> I'm just we're confused. Vable, like where's the consistent? I want Derrick Henry to be on it. I like what's going on. We got D Hop redemption. Like what's going I, this on? Is so funny I just want some consistency. That's all I want. We're supposed to get that one. Gardner Minshew, he couldn't win a game with the Birds. We're gonna head to Foxborough and. <laughs> uh, where we now have uh, seen again, Mac Jones is not the guy. Another pick six making four in Foxborough, which if you all saw the stat like everybody did, it's the same as Tom Brady did since 2002. Four pick sixes now with Mac Jones as well. The Saints absolutely route the New England Patriots 34 to nothing. If you are a Patriots fan, I feel sorry for you. I don't, I don't know if I would like who would you rather be a fan of right now? The New York Giants in my in my case or the New England Patriots? I think I'd rather be a New York Giants fan than watch this absolute piss poor <laughs> bullshit. Back to back weeks we get railed by Dallas and then we get shut out by New Orleans Saints. I mean, come on, bro, it's the Saints. I think the game I think I'm pretty sure y'all play each other, so that that'll settle the score. Um, I don't know what is going on in my man Bill Belichick's personal life, but that man looks like he's going through three divorces in the calendar year. 
like in that in that post game interview. I would suggest either one of the two, Mac Jones or Bill Belichick, are spending their last days in a in a Patriots uniform or as a Patriots coach. It could be both of them. Um, I don't think I, I was. I thought Mac Jones was was fit for the Patriots more. Was fit for the Patriots job. He just does not look NFL ready. It's just not. It's not fit for him right now. Bill Belichick. That's the worst loss he's taken since we were like four years old. Like we ain't never seen Bill Belichick lose that bad. And sometimes it gets to a point where you feel like a team just needs a new voice, a new kind of mantra, a new energy. I don't know if the pay. Listen, they're a bad football team. Like they are a bad football team. It's not all on Bill. I'm just saying at this point, I think they just need a re a re new energy. I just don't know if it's gonna work with this with this mold. Maybe maybe it'll work with a new quarterback. But I wonder if if Bailey Zappi can have those somewhat yeah. performances that he had last year. Remember, I think it was in Lambo he came in and had a yeah. really nice performance. And they versus the Cowboys. Yeah. So maybe maybe we see a little bit of that. Um good for your, good for your Saints uh your Saints little I know I ticket. needed the Saints hopefully, hopefully I needed Derek the Saints Carr for can, the division. Derek Carr was above water this game. Hopefully he can stay there. He, we know he isn't but we just hope But he there's can. not much to say on this Patriots team. They are dog shit. Mac Jones needs to get the hell out of town Caleb or Williams. just ride the fucking bench. Bill Belichick what are you without Tom Brady? I mean, you, you like, like that's that. I mean, hey, is that a hot take? I don't really nah, give a fuck because you're just looking at you're just looking at what the game's giving you. But I would just I'm cool on that. I wouldn't do that. I won't go that far. You well, I saying? did. It's um, there. It's there. It's the po- It's it's possible to say. <laughs> it's it's now a realistic thing. It's to definitely say. yeah. So it, it's not like this. Someone's got to so, do it. Someone got to go there and talk about it. It's not far. I'm just not to ready say to do it yet. That Bill Belichick. Um, we were all talking when Tom Brady went to went to Tampa. Oh well, who needs who? Who needs who? Well, now who needs fucking who? Okay, and you don't have a great defense behind that. Uh, even though we got JC Jackson. Really okay, got it, got it, got it. They don't have anything. All right, over to Pittsburgh. Um, this is a huge divisional matchup for the Ravens in what was a low-scoring, back and forth, kind of boring-ish game. Where Ravens led for the majority of this until the fourth quarter and somehow found a way to lose. This is a game that the Ravens really needed to take for a division standpoint. Obviously, the Bengals won their second in a row, so that's big for them. This is one we have to take against the Pittsburgh Steelers, who were just got absolutely blown out by the Texans the week prior. But the Steelers find a way with TJ Watt, and they get this job done 17-10. Yeah, this. I mean, it was a big division game for him. It wasn't. It's not really. The f- funny thing is, it it was a huge, huge W they could have got. Not so bad of an L. They started off two and zero both away games. They could have started off three and zero all three away games, having all of them all three of those teams to start off one and zero against coming to Baltimore. Two and one doesn't kill you. They'll probably beat Pittsburgh in the second one. But how you lose this game is just disgusting. Outrageous. First of all, if you would have told any Ravens fan that we need eighteen points to beat these fuckers. With this new offense, quote unquote, you know what I mean? Fact. Jay Flowers, Odell. That is my call. That's a great point. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Minus 1,800? Like, sure. And then I mean, we have a lead. Okay, we didn't get 18. We have a lead, though. It's a greedy divisional game. Okay, it's in Pittsburgh. Special teams. Block punt. Change the game. Next thing you know, the defense has turned Kenny Pickett into Peyton Manning. Now, I've been talking all this shit about Kenny. I've been, I've been here on Kenny Pickett. I've been here on Kenny Pickett. And now after that last final drive, I'm like back here with Kenny Pickett. I mean, that was just unreal. I mean, it's a rollercoaster of emotion. It's a rollercoaster of emotion being a Kenny Pickett fan. Same with George. I mean, George Pickens is just absolutely incredible. I don't know. 
why we have I understand it's Marlon Humphrey, but why we haven't won a one with him in that situation is a little little head scratching. But I, I just I'm just concerned with this new Ravens offense. Like I, I think they'll be fine. But there's a lot of drops. Nelson Hagel dropped a touchdown. I think Zay Flowers dropped a touchdown. Odell didn't really look to himself. Lamar's looked better. Losing J.K. Dobbins hurt. But Lamar has looked better. I think the rest of his weapons and this new quote-unquote offense, it's turned into the same thing. It's turned into we need Mark Andrews. Guys, plays Zay Flowers. I think someone's going to figure this team out and before they do. But I hope it doesn't happen that way because I, I want to see Lamar win. But I don't know, man. I just don't I heard get... a lot about this new offense. and Yeah, that, uh, that's man. the biggest point to make there. I mean – we talk about all the guys coming in this year and what this Raven team can turn into with Lamar coming back, uh, and that's obviously not the case. It just it's shocking that <laughs> we're scoring ten points in, in a in a divisional game. That that definitely was was a good game to to you know take. Um, speaking of good games to take, the Bengals needed, needed absolute needed <laughs> a major dub on Sunday in Arizona, and they did just that. Backed by Jamar Chase, 15 receptions, three touchdowns, making a little bit of history there. The Bengals win 34-20 in a game that they absolutely needed to have. Yeah, it's very, very, very nice to see Jamar get off. He needed that so badly for himself. Um, Joe Barrow also needed that for himself. I think all that noise with his calf, I don't think it's going to go away. I, I personally don't think he's fully uh, still not 100% healthy, but this is a huge game for them. They need this for the division because that North is going to be a fucking ghouler. And this is a game, and I mean, and th- for some reason at this point where we stand, the Cardinals are a tough out. Like, that, that, is, that is a very real statement. So they need this one really bad. And I want to give a little shout-out to Josh Dobbs because, I mean, he gets a lot of hate, caught a, lot of, caught a couple internet memes, you know what I'm saying? And he has the Cardinals where – I'm not saying, like, not win-wise, but for, like, a term of, like, buy-in and, like, scrappiness and just, like, I don't know, belief that we could give teams problems, I feel like, isn't this how they always wanted to feel with Kyler? I mean, they had a couple good years. I'm just saying, for some reason, this feels like they actually have some juice, like, some real juice and belief and, like, everyone's on board with the quarterback. I, like, I don't know. I fuck with what's going on down there. I don't know if it's going to be Josh Dobbs forever, but they are a tough out this year, and I might get some money invested because, you know me, I like what I got going on down there in Arizona. But this is a big deal for the Bengals. Jamar getting off. We already know what's going on. They got to keep Let's pushing. not forget what he said to the uh, in the press conference. I'm always open. I'm always open. And, you know, Zach Taylor saying, they, like, you know, fucking right. He yeah, should be. Right. He should be. He got 19 targets. That's a lot. I think he should, he should be getting 15, 16 targets a game. There's no way. Like, I don't, like, him, Justin Jefferson, those guys, they need to be getting 15, 16, 17 targets. Like, they can go off any single fucking play. It is very true. It's very fucking true. And it's nice to see him getting off. Also, just on. for the attempts of offense, you know, we're looking at running the ball 30 times a game yesterday, throwing uh, throwing the ball 46 times a game. I mean, Whew. it's just a powerhouse of an offense that, that really needs Jamar and Joe to run the helm, or else mm-hmm. they got nobody. Because... Joe Mixon and the run game is not all I mean, that uh, where we've been uh, talking about I mean, for years like now with this fucking line. But Joe Mixon, it's he's not the the end all uh, be all. He's the engine. Twenty for eighty helps you a lot, Jamar. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's true. Um, okay, let's go to a a sweaty sweaty game in Denver where the Broncos lose to the 
Robert Sala and Nathaniel Hackett's return to Denver. The Jets win this one 31-21. Jets on the spread were plus two, and we did have, uh, have that, so that was our W there. Sean Payton really upset with a fumble that was returned for a touchdown. I did like the jerseys that the uh, the Broncos are wearing. Those were pretty tough, but the play was terrible, terrible. And Sean Payton gets thrown everything that he said to Hackett right back in his face in a big win. Hackett gets the game ball. Jets are celebrating. They could have won last week on Monday Monday night against the Chiefs. Uh, just just a, a happy time right now for the Jets. Got a good, fun couple weeks ahead, but this is a really good win to build some momentum on 31-21 of the Broncos. <laughs> so like, I remember you said you had this. You took this. I'm like, that's a good bet. I, I was like looking at you this You took game. it live. I, I, I'm getting to that because I'm like, all right, like, yes. Like, this is such a good situation. Like, <laughs> hack it going back to the Broncos, whatever. Like, the Broncos cannot win a football game. I'm like, that's such a good bet. But, like, this game's going to be disgusting, right? And I remember sitting there, and they were losing. And Vegas had him at plus five and a half live. I'm just sitting there like, I just, I hate, like, I just hate that. I just, I have to do this. Well, shout out to the Jets and the boys. They got some real pride. They were talking about with the cars with real pride, real scrap. Real, they got real pride. Like, I don't know if you saw the shit that CJ Zama was doing. Like, he was getting real animated in the end zone. Like, let's win this shit for Hack. Like, don't talk shit about anyone in our locker room. We take that shit personal. And you could tell, like, Hack was trying to keep it cool at the end. They were, pan, they were, they, they, they were trying to pan to uh, Sean Payton and pan back to Hack. And Hack was trying to keep it cool, but you can see the players talking shit. Everyone was happy for him. I like when teams have that kind of camaraderie. And, and, when it's a big game for them, they got their big dog show out. Brees Hall had a little bit of a slow start, broke that big run, then bam, 177 and then Tud. I think someone cashed a real big ticket on Twitter. I'm pretty sure it was, it was a joke, bro. Joke. I think Zay the Goat cashed a big one with him, too. Like, people were cashing crazy. Shout out Brees Hall. Shout out to Jets. I like teams who have real pride. That's To me, that's real football. Get your coaches back. Shout and uh, if you guys didn't see on Twitter, Sauce Gardner taking right to Twitter after the win. Jets country, let's ride. Which was fucking hilarious. It was, I, I really like, I think I, we were, I don't think we, we weren't talking football when that shit happened. But like Sean Payton saying he was one of the worst head coaches in NFL history is like crazy. Yeah, you which know is saying? terrible. Before you even did anything with the job yourself. Like you didn't see what was really, you got to look under the cracks and go behind the corners to see what was really nasty. Right it. when they ran out of the tunnel, CJ Zuma says to to some of his guys, linemen, tight ends, in a huddle, he says, they made it personal, fuck him and fuck them, let's go win this shit for, for, for Hackett, which was so fucking cool. You know, so everybody's real rallying pride. around him. That's real football. So that's real football. Jets country, let's ride. Big win for the Jets. We got two games to go here in our week five NFL wait a second, reactions. Wait a second, real quick. Aaron Rodgers is really trying to come back, right? Yeah, he is. Big. That's a huge W, then. Keep pushing. I mean, we'll that's see. We'll, we'll see what happens. Fucking, but yeah, that's a massive. Fucking I don't know w. if that's even possible. That's a massive fucking W. We know that. We know how Aaron Rodgers makes <laughs> things. So. Hey, a couple ayahuasca shots. You never know. Bro, he plays a football. Come on. He plays a football. Just give me the eight wins. We got two games to go here in our NFL. Week five reactions, the Chiefs in Minnesota. We were just touching on Minnesota, how, again, with that whole luck thing with the Giants last year, the Chiefs get a big win here, 27-20. But one thing to take note of, Travis Kelsey got injured, comes back in, gets the touchdown. We're talking about the refs again. You saw the pass interference. We saw we're taking the helmet off. That's also a penalty. Both not called. Like, just, just weird stuff that we can talk about here with the Chiefs where... In back-to-back games, costly penalties in close Damn. games that ultimately helped the Chiefs finish the game off and win this one 27-20. It's a little weird. It's, it's something little, to think about. It's a little weird. And you know what? The main person I feel bad out of this makes Kirk Cousins. <laughs> this could have been a huge win. We could have moved to 2-3. and three. 
people could have been back on my train. He can leave me to the playoffs this year. Now sitting at one and four, another loss. If I'm a Vikings fan, I'm trying to find a way how we can trade this guy, get this Kirk Cousins thing moving. We're one and four. I mean, what's going on? Really well, happen? Justin Jefferson also gets hurt too, but I'm not even going there with that. You know, we're reading stuff last week where Justin Jefferson wants to know where Kirk Cousins is going because if he goes out of Minnesota, he wants to go with him. <laughs> so now what? So now if, if that's if that's the real thing, if you're Minnesota Vikings fans, we want to say, hey, Kirk, <laughs> play good enough so you don't go anywhere because then Justin's going to say, hey, get me the hell out of town too. Yeah, I mean, I think I, wait, wait, if Kirk leaves, it's, o- it's over for a little bit. I yeah. mean, with Justin there or not. I just think this this game specifically – is going to raise that question majorly, and it just sucks because all it took was a missed uh, hands to the face before the throw, uh, missed PI call that they said was not catchable, which landed literally. I'm pretty sure the rule of uncatchable means like it's just not possible for a play to make on the ball. So if the ball, if I'm here and the ball landed, I would say let's say like a little bit outside the couch, an NFL caliber athlete can make that play. Pass interference. And then we have someone arguing with the refs, taking their helmet off, and the refs is just telling them, yo, can you put your helmet back on, please? It's like, a flag. That's a flag, bro. You don't tell them you throw the flag and then tell them put your fucking helmet back on, bro. Like, I, oof, I just hate to see Kirk Cousins go that way. That's all I'm saying. And fuck the Chiefs, man, because they took one from us and they taking one from everybody else, man. And back-to-back weeks. I like you, okay. Patty, and shit. But, like, I mean, I like a lot of y'all over there, but I just don't know. I think maybe this – maybe this – uh. Taylor Swift shit, uh, Travis and Pat going mainstream. Maybe some people got their hands in these games that we weren't really aware of. <laughs> so it might be fuck these guys for the, for the near future. She man. traveled with the team on the damn team plane for That's three insane. straight weeks, bro. How do they fucking allow that? I think when Vegas has billions of dollars involved. You know what I mean? Like, if we're... If no, we're, that's not the reason, but I'm fucking around. I mean, if we're the Hunts, if we're Andy Reid, why are we allowing our girl to travel fuck, yeah, on a fucking team playing with us? Mm-hmm. That's so weird. It's a great story to add, though, because that might add to the implosion. They start losing some games, get to the playoffs. Well, they're going to lose that playoff game. when that, I, I mean, not. she could she could get there on her own. Okay, she's got 240 million fucking followers on Instagram. She can get there on her own. That's what I'm saying. And she can sit in the suite on her own like she has been. I think but to travel I, with the plane, it's a little ridiculous. I'd be tired. Listen, in my book. Pat Mahomes, I'm the greatest quarterback of all time, quote-unquote, supposedly by everybody else right now. Why is everyone talking about Taylor Swift more than me? <laughs> Facts. Somebody's yeah. going to get mad. I don't and know. We think maybe it's going to be Patty. I don't know if it's going to be Patty. Probably Andy fucking Reid, but if anybody is yeah, old true. ass, it also could like, be. It also could shit. be Kelsey saying. Remember he's all saying all those bullshit. Yeah, it's like, too oh, much. You know, it's, it's too much. much. Well, yeah. You kind of, yeah, you kind of yeah. put some more attention Come on yourself. On. So don't go there. You sound of throne, bro. Where the crowns? To our last game of Week Five of the NFL season, the 49ers move to five and zero oh and give what Dak Prescott calls a humbling, humbling loss. One of the biggest ones in his career. 42 to 10. Let's also not forget with this 49ers game that they were three and a half point favorites and they win by 32 points. That is ridiculous, guys. That is ridiculous. 42 to 10. George Kittle highlights there. And you know what he said, too? He wanted to even throw more shade to the Cowboys. Hey, you know, it's great when I don't get tackled. It's great when I don't get tackled. Because then I, I can wake up and feel okay the next morning. <laughs> Big win for the 49ers. Are they the best team in the NFL or is it the Eagles? I'm going to take the 49ers in this, right now in this moment in time. Yeah, most people are going to take the 49ers. I will still take the Birds. I still think we win most of those matchups. Say, okay, we will definitely see that game, I think. I don't think anyone in the NFC is touching those two teams. I yep. hope not. It will be a depressing day. But um, 
I just feel bad for anyone who really thought this Cowboys season was going to really, you know what I'm saying? Like, people really thought it was going to be that way. And, oh, also, worst, uh, speaking of coaches having their worst loss since we were four years old, this is Mike McCarthy's worst loss since we were one. 2,000, nothing with his first season with the Packers. That's crazy, bro. What? I didn't know that. <laughs> That's actually insane. I just, I just, I just didn't think, and I don't think, I, I mean, I was calling out the fact that he was going to call plays this year. I don't think it's really that. I mean, Dak Prescott's throwing three picks on three straight possessions. We can't stop. That's what I'm saying. We can't, we can't stop anybody. Brandon Ayuk looks like the best possible, best wide receiver prospect out of his class in this game. Brock Purdy looks like he's just transcended from two different human beings, from what he was at Iowa State to what he was now. Just look, I mean, he was dotting them. Like, it was looked ins- it's just insane. And it, I love how they kind of, because I might have to change my mind on this Brock guy. No, I mean, I might have to change my I mind. Still... I might have to change, nah, I might have to change my mind on this Brock guy. He, the way I, he be dicing some of these defense off the anticipation, off the line of scrimmage reads, checks. Like, I'm peeping his game now. He's got a little bag with him. It's not It's not a It's not a Rodgers bag. It's like an Eli Manning bag. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, and I'm, and I'm going to start I'm gonna start fucking with it. Because be, the thing about, thing about people like Brock, Brock Purdy is like, okay, maybe like the throw, the 10-yard ends and the 15-yard digs and the slants aren't going to blow your mind, but some of them throws you really got to put the ball placement, the timing, the actual situations. Like he's putting it here, Kittle, so Kittle can't get killed. Like some of the touching these passes, he's got it. I think he's got it, and I was hating. I see you, Brock. I'm going to pay attention. What more? I don't know if you're better than the birds, though, but I'm going to pay attention. What more do you want to see out of Dak Prescott? What everybody really talking about, oh, you know, he's a bounce-back year. Dak That's Prescott's going to do this. Dak That's Prescott's going to do that. More <laughs> interceptions consecutively in what we have seen year after year from this man. I know there was some, some good times for Dak Prescott, but in, in, in the games that matter, in the in, against the teams that matter, Dak Prescott consistently cannot perform. And, w- like, when are we going to start talking about Dak Prescott being part of the issue and, yeah. and not just that the teams that they're playing are just simply better? NFC East guys have tried to have this conversation for years, and people just said we were hating. We've tried to tell them. I feel like. I mean, it's it's We've so tried. it's so it's clear as day at this point. When they had that team with when they when they went thirteen and three, when they had literally the best team in football. I mean, they were all young, but you could just kind of see. I mean, Jalen Hurts just had the best team in football. We were all young and then took the Super Bowl. Same with Joe Burrow. Same with some other. Same with Pat Mahomes. So when I, there's some things that Dak Prescott showed us early that it was like, oh okay, give him chances. This guy is an average quarterback. It's okay. We also okay. need to start talking about. Let's give Trey Lance a shot, eh? We also need to start <laughs> talking about Brock Purdy being more of just the guy from last year that just came in and he led the team and he was just a, a, a guy that fit the system and he led the team enough to go consecutive 12 in a row and then get there and he gets killed by a good defense. I think we got to start talking a little bit more than he's just that of a, of a player, just that of a quarterback. He's playing pretty damn good, and the team's five and zero. So I think it's not just that. Oh, Brock Purdy. So Brock Purdy was a leader last year, and he kind of just great for fitting the system. Great to be in that situation on a good team with a good defense. I think he's a little bit more than that. And Fred Warner was flying over the fucking field yesterday. I think he's. I think he's pretty good. I think he's like the second coming of Jimmy G for him. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Jimmy G pretty good. I don't think he's trash at all. I think some people think he I think some people actually think he's trash. That's kind of where I was at. I don't think he's trash. Yeah, I don't think he's trash either. I don't he's know definitely if he, not. You know what I'm saying? But I definitely do not think he's trash. And I'm tuned in. Like, Brock, let's go. Like, he was doing some things last night and throughout the course of this year that I actually really, really, really like. 
So let's go, bro. You know what I mean? You see us again, just make sure you check the fucking slide protect and don't get killed because that is a quarterback's job. That's and why then let Debo blame the injury for all that bullshit. So you know let's, let's not just, go there. Because I want to see that round two. Yeah, me too. Me too. Which the two of the best teams in not the, the regular NFL. season round two though because I know how motherfuckers even if no. the Eagles, even if the Eagles win like even, I know how the Eagles fans are gonna play it if we win that game I'm trying to see the NFC chip round two round that's two what, yeah that's what I'm trying against to see. with our two best teams in the league the Eagles and the 49ers both heading for six and zero oh in oh, the actually, NFL that's gonna be best two out of three though that's perfect there will be best two out of three. Both heading for 6-0. and Those are our NFL Week 5 reactions. We will see you for Week 6. But the next time you will hear from us will be on Friday. Like I said, we do do these shows on Mondays and Fridays, beginning your week and ending your week. If you have liked and watched today's episode on YouTube, drop a like, comment, and do not forget to hit that subscribe button so you're not missing all these good shows during this NFL season. Apple Podcasts and Spotify listeners, we do appreciate you. Drop those ratings. They do help us go a long, long way, more than you will ever know. And if you do want to connect with us on our social media platforms, our Twitter is at ADED Podcast, our Instagram is at ADED Pod, and our TikTok is simply the name of the show. It has been an absolute ride here on this Monday, bringing you into your work week. Thanks for tuning in with us. You've been listening to the All Day Everyday Show with All Day AJ and Manny Ruffin. Week 5 is concluded. We'll see you from Week 6. And on Friday, that's Manny Ruffin. I'm Alex Jacobs signing off. See you guys soon.